Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. This podcast is brought to you by Flex 7 from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforce technology, Flex 7 Outer Shell Fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by Enforce technology, only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. All right, welcome to APS Radio, episode number 29. My name is Jim Bernica. My special guest today is Nick Magato from Brothers Up and Brothers. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good. How are you, Jim? I'm, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So I'm, I'm glad you're here. Before we jump into things with you, I, I did want to take a moment just to, to say that the Nantucket Fire Department, those guys are in my, uh, are in my thoughts. Uh, they lost a member yesterday. Um they are not prepared for this stuff. I mean, they are literally on an island, and uh, just uh, thoughts and prayers, and you know, hope it works out for those guys. Much love. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, but uh, brothers helping brothers. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, kind of give me that whole background of how this came to be? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So. Uh, in 2014, I was uh, working uh, for a small fire department in Ohio, Phillipsburg, Ohio. I uh, worked with a friend of mine named Art Springer, and uh, he got sick, ended up going into the hospital, um, which, you know, Art wasn't a uh, unhealthy guy. He was, you know, in his 40s, uh, pretty, you know, pretty uh, in shape. Um but he ended up going into the hospital and, uh, you know, we were obviously worried about him and things like that. And, um, so we started out to, you know, against his will, really doing a fundraiser to, you know, help, help him with his medical bills and things like that. Um, and unfortunately he, he ended up passing away. Um, but through some of the efforts that we were doing, um, you know, we had like a fish fry and a gun raffle and, t-shirt sales and with the t-shirts we uh you know the logo that we came up with was brothers helping brothers that was on the front of the shirt and then on the back was uh you know talked about the art springer uh you know um fundraiser and things like that and uh you know so 
when Art passed away, we we kind of pivoted and ended up raising, you know, continue our effort to raise funds, but ended up raising money for his daughter because he left behind a 13 year old daughter at the time. And uh, through those efforts, we were able to raise over $20,000, uh, which we made for a college fund for her. So uh, afterwards, you know, we were all kind of, you know, basking in, in a job well done, you know, a lot of work, but, you know, we did, we did pretty good. We were like, okay, this is cool. And, you know, uh, we, people kept saying, brothers, holy brothers, that's such a cool thing. Like we should do something with it. So, um, you know, we got together and started thinking and, you know, I was at FDIC at the, the time and I thought, well, you know, it'd be interesting to do like a, like a nonprofit. Um, because so art, you know, we were a small department that had very little money. Um, and sometimes art would buy stuff for the department. Like he bought a bunch of dump tanks off of, uh, you know, gov deals and rehabbed them, refurbed them. And, and we were able to use them at the fire department. So kind of got me to think it's like, well, you know, art was passionate about the department and everything like that. So how can we, you know, make that uh, something else? So we decided to, you know, make this nonprofit that would help small and rural fire departments. Um, so that that's really the genesis of it. And, you know, so what we do now is we give out grants to small and rural fire departments. Like I said, we started in 2014 and um, we've given out uh, 16 grants since then um, to departments all across the United States. Um, all of them usually with a budget of under $100,000. So it's, uh, you know, departments that truly need resources that, you know, might not have, or they're, they're out there, you know, raising funds with their fish fries or chicken dinners and things like that to buy tools and equipment. And, you know, we're kind of helping alleviate that a little bit so they could put that towards, you know, something else. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It's a definitely a different world than kind of what I'm used to when you basically your entire department's budget is really just like one member of a career department. Oh yeah. Oh, it's insane. I mean, some of these departments that I've been to, um, you know, uh, it's amazing that they're getting by, you know, like they have a $25,000 budget, you know, it's like, well, that's, uh, you know, just enough to put fuel in the trucks. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot that goes into that, you know? So we had a limited budget at Phillipsburg, you know, we, we were part-time, uh, we made minimum wage, which is crazy to think that, you know, there's firefighters out there that are working for minimum wage. And um, at that, that was, the, that was the entire budget, really. We, you know, we had, we couldn't afford to buy new things unless it was on a grant or, you know, you know, so it was a hand-me-down or something. So, you know, I know firsthand how it is to have, you know, outdated equipment that needs, needs replaced. It's some, it's some cowboy stuff out there. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, so you know the other part of brothers and and really how you and I got connected was through the educational piece. Yeah, Would you so mind we, touching on that. Yeah, so you know one of the efforts that we decided to do um, was we started to do kind of classes and conferences uh, locally. Um, you know, it, it was kind of a three prong approach. You know, we were able to hopefully raise some funds for the nonprofit, give us a little bit more visibility about, you know, uh, our organization. And then obviously, you know, 
it's all within the mission of trying to help firefighters, right? Of providing education, you know, top-notch education. So we've always tried to bring in, you know, nationally known speakers, things like that, to you know, our our neck of the woods in Ohio, and and make it affordable so that, you know, even if you have to pay on your own dime, it's not it's not going to you know, kill the pocketbook like some of the larger conferences do sometimes. So. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how we, we met, you know, obviously we, we started to do the, the firefighter health and wellness conference, which has been really the most successful conference that, uh, we put on, uh, on an annual basis. And, um, you know, cause that was kind of a thing that we, I saw there was a need and, you know, that there really wasn't much being covered, especially at the time, uh, mental health wasn't being covered. It was more cancer, right? And so, you know, my, my plan was we'll, we'll put on a conference that talks about cancer and mental health and, you know, they'll come to hear the cancer message and we'll shove the mental health message down their throat. <laughs> and this is, I mean, just for perspective, I mean, this is six years ago, you know, yeah. we were, we were having this conversation, um, you know, there was the firehouses and the fire engineering's, uh, you know, FDICs, the the larger conferences, but um, there was not a lot of these more kind of localized conferences. And it seems like there's a bunch. I mean, all the time, everywhere now. Like yeah. it is, the landscape has has changed. But you actually seem like you're out in front of it. So, yeah, I mean really what the kind of came up was I, you know, it was a kind of a search for knowledge for myself. You know, I, I got promoted to, to a lieutenant at the department and, you know, they kind of gave me my red helmet and said, okay, you sit in this seat now and good luck to you. And that was it. Right. So it's like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do at all. So, you know, I kind of started to go out there, try to take as many classes and, and things like that. And I went to a conference down in Florida and I'm like, this is, you know, not that hard, like there's 125 people here. And, you know, I just stumbled upon this. So, you know, my harebrained idea was I could do this. <laughs> you know, I could go back home and do this. And, you, uh, you just you just needed to find another, another sucker. <laughs> well, it's been, you know, it's, it, I will say with the, you know, the, the conferences and classes and stuff, you, you have some good ones and you have some bad ones, but you learn every time you do one. So, you know, because <laughs> like, yeah. well, speaking of the, the health and wellness one, I mean, you, you remember the first one was five bucks, you know, five bucks. Yep. Five dollars for two days of, of classes, lunches included, you know, it was uh, definitely wasn't there to make any money, but we, we made it pretty successful. It, it worked out. It worked out well for our first venture. Absolutely. I, I would I would agree. Um, but yeah, it's funny to think like you know we were basically charging five bucks. We wanted we wanted some some skin in the game, but not too much. Yeah. Well, that that was the thought process, right? Because like you know, I I had put on, I think I had put on a class for free at the, after that point, you know, before that, and it just people sign up and then they don't show up. And when you're trying to plan for an event, they don't feel committed. Yeah. 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 So it's like, well, if I charge them five bucks, you know, then at least they have, you know, they want to get their $5 worth. <laughs> now, I, I think I like our attitude nowadays where we just, we, we put on such a good show that they don't want to miss it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, and that's but that's the thing, you know. Obviously, we still keep it affordable, uh, you know, with with uh, you know this year's prices being seventy five dollars for three days. Um, you know, it's it's pretty affordable to to come, even if you have to pay for yourself to go. Yeah, no, and I and I love that idea because I I see more and more of these conferences that pop up, and you could tell they're really dependent on the department paying for the individual. Right. And, and some larger departments, they, they have a training budget. They can do that. But um, I've always admired just the fact that, you know, you don't want to go there. You want to be able to have where, again, if you're like a Phillipsburg firefighter, if you want to go to our conference, we, you know, you can make this happen. Like this is, this is realistic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's, you know, part of the mission too, right? Is, you know, you want to be able to provide that education for an affordable rate so that, you know, the, the volunteers, anybody can come. There's, you know, we try to take away any barrier from people to come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you've done now five of these conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, the original one was in Middletown, Ohio, yeah. which is kind of midway middletown between dayton and cincinnati right. um and uh the last four i have been in uh exotic beaver creek ohio um why don't you touch on that real quick how did that come to be this where <laughs> this conference is in beaver creek but we start kind of <laughs> really in a way kind of making fun of ourselves you know because oh, yeah yeah well touch i on, mean touch on that Obviously, you remember, you know, when we first started this, you know, the second year, we were, we were very, uh, we want to be professional, right? We were, we're wearing suits, we're going to be, we're going to be those guys, you know, we're going to keep this professional. And as, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you're watching the video version of this, you can kind of tell we're both that kind of suit kind of guys. Um, but Not even wearing pants. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. You know, we we ended up going towards you know trying to be different and have fun, right? You know, we we did 2019. Uh, that was the year we did the suits and everything like that. Then the 2020 hot happened, and obviously that that was uh, a curveball for everybody with with uh, COVID. And you know, we were able to pull off a conference, uh, you know, with a limited capacity and things like that, masks and what have you. And then really. 2021 is when we kind of like really leaned in on uh you know like let's just have fun right you know you see all these conferences and you know saint pete beach and fort lauderdale and you know uh, virginia beach and you know we we're stuck here in the midland so it's you know we'll make it our own exotic beaver creek right and and we'll do it at the end of october too exactly right 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 in fall almost beginning to winter yeah yeah <laughs> right where you want to be so you're right most conferences like are in some exotic place whether it's florida vegas california like and uh we we are clearly nowhere like that so that that's kind of the inside joke is you know we got people coming you know to beaver creek ohio in october um it's just ridiculous but it, it, we make it work oh yeah 
Well, the, the, the fun part is, you know, we have obviously people that come every year, you know that, and, and we have people that travel from, you know, great distances to come, you know, we've had people from California, um, you know, Massachusetts, and everywhere kind of in between. So it's been, been interesting to, you know, that we've been able to make, um, you know, a small suburb of Dayton, Ohio, a destination to come and, and learn about, uh, you know, emerging trends in health and wellness for firefighters. Oh, yeah. So before we go into what we have cooked up for this year, let's kind of go back in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of your head, what are what are some of your favorite speakers that you've actually seen at this event? Well, uh, you know, the second year we did it, 2019, you know, we had um, um, Billy Goldfeder as the keynote speaker, which, you know, he's local to us, but not local to everybody and, and just definitely a dynamic speaker. Um, you know, we had um, Chief Griffin from um, Charleston Fire Department and, and doing his presentation about the Charleston Nine, which was just, it was very impactful. Um, uh, that definitely, you know, I think opened up a lot of people's eyes and minds to, to some things, you know, that they weren't necessarily privy, privy to before. Um, you know, obviously having the, the good doctor, Sarah Janke, she's always a, a delight to have. We've had her, we've had her what, three times now, right? Three times. Yes. And, and, I, uh, and I really just bring her in to mess with her more than anything. <laughs> well, I'll never forget 2019. With her. Well, what happened in 2019? Well, Sarah came, you know, it was her birthday. She came and even spoke on her birthday for us. Yes. So we got her a nice cake and, you know, we brought it in singing happy birthday to her and it said, uh, happy 50th birthday, <laughs> which she didn't realize until, until way far into, uh, you know, looking at the cake after the song yeah no she she actually i remember she kind of thought that i forgot her birthday and (laughs) so then we wheeled out that cake and and she realized that i did not forget that i was just i was just waiting for the opportune time and wanted everybody to sing to her and so we brought her she was down we brought her back up until (laughs) she saw the cake and sarah is not quite 50 so Right. right she was brought her back down <laughs> good times yes but yeah i mean i i really liked you know and obviously 2021 we did the pfast um mm. you know a day of completely everything pfast so having you know rob balot you know he's local to us but it, you know big time player in this stuff you know oh. mo- movie star to boot you know and oh, yeah um and just you know some of the people that we had i felt like really we did you know there was really a great way to kind of build the blocks to understand what PFAS was is and why it's an issue uh you know in the fire service i think you know that was a a good demonstration and and obviously last year i mean we just you know we had i think we did so, so many great speakers obviously mike dugan you know being able to share um you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, obviously a legend in our industry, you know, being able to share, being vulnerable in front of a, a you know, crowd, 
is just you know awe-inspiring and you know chris fields i thought was excellent i mean his, his presentation from about the oklahoma city bombing and, and what that did to him and his family i mean just phenomenal phenomenal stuff you know what i think when i think about those guys i think they they just give hope like these are guys that went through some stuff and came out on the other side and for the people that's in the audience it just gives them hope like that they just need to hold on they can weather the storm they can get through it um you know we're not there to tell sad stories we're there to tell stories where you know they conquer whatever it is at the end you right. know well it's it's so. like this is what worked for me it might work for you you know everybody's different but at least you know we're able to provide that resource that pathway from something you know extremely traumatic happening to being able to overcome that and and uh process it and and move on with with your life you know i think that that's definitely a big um a big thing you know for people that are struggling right i mean there's like you said it it provides hope for them yeah absolutely so you know another part of this conference i think is unique is uh, and you kind of alluded to it, but I want you to kind of touch more or more go more detail about it. And that's just the having fun aspect. Um, yeah. You know, 2021, 20, we kind of did the Hawaii kind of theme. You know, mm-hmm. it was really just an excuse for you and me to wear shorts, <laughs> Hawaiian <laughs> shorts and Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you know, last year was uh, Vegas themed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, this year, what, what touch on this year? So this year we're doing a Hollywood theme. So That's right. We have the red carpet, the Walk of Fame, you know, big Oscar statues, the works. Put some paparazzi. Yes. <laughs> yes, Walk of Fame, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So Hollywood themed, and and we kind of are doing that because we're going to actually show two movies this year. But let's get to that in a second. So. Yeah. Um, each year we do this conference and in each year we kind of say to each other, there's no way we're going to be able to top this conference that we just did. <laughs> right. And yes. then somehow it all comes together. Right. Yep. And, um, I'm really, really happy with what we have down on, on paper. Who's coming, uh, October 25th, 26th and 27th of this year. Yep. How about uh, how about diving into some of these speakers and these topics? Yeah, it's kind of kind of like a um, a no shame kind of preview. <laughs> Famous plug, right? So uh, this year we got uh, our keynote speakers. This year are uh, Brian Frieders, uh, the president of the Firefighter Cancer Support Network, and um, Brendan McDonough from the Grand Granite Mountain Hotshots. So uh, it's kind of, you know, uh, two different, obviously, topics when you talk about keynotes. So, you know, uh, Brian is going to be presenting on, on um, the, the Wednesday, and then Brendan will be doing his thing on Thursday. Um, so, you know, talking about going, you know, leading through 
um, you know, a department with having, you know, firefighters with cancer, things like that, I'm sure is what Brian's going to touch on. And then obviously Brendan's going to touch on, you know, what, what happened after the, you know, um, back, back up, back up though. Yeah. Let's, let's just do, uh, we'll do Wednesday. Then we'll go to Thursday and Friday. Okay. How's that? Cause that, it, cause it kind of, you gotta trust me, listeners and viewers, it'll, it'll line up. Right. So yeah, you have Brent, uh, Brian starting, starting the day off on Wednesday. Um, and then the next speaker we have would be Ben Vernon, uh, from San Diego fire department in California. Um, and he's going to really talk about, um, an incident that he had where he was stabbed on duty, um, and just how he overcame that, um, you know, everything that, that came from that attack and everything like that. And, uh, it, and it, that speaks to the hope thing that I talked about earlier. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yeah. fighting for his life, um, all sorts of issues afterwards, mentally, physically, and came out on the other side and is sincerely one of the funniest people I have ever met. Right. I love the guy. I'm so looking forward for him being here. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be a great. And then uh, the next uh, speaker we have is Matt winning. So Matt, it's kind of an interesting uh, pick. So he's a three-time world champion power lifter. Um, a lot of different accolades uh, when it comes to that, but he's also a strength and conditioning coach for several fire departments, actually in our area in Ohio in central Ohio, actually. Um, and he's going to talk about a lot about, you know, injury prevention, you know, things like that on how you can keep yourself safe. Um, you know, some of the stuff that I was reading on his, on him is, you know, he obviously is large power lifter, but he's never had like any major surgeries as far as like knee replacements or, you know, he hasn't had any issues with that. And I think that's kind of a, a testament to his program. And that's kind of what he brings to the fire departments. So um, should be really interesting and in, in hearing what he has to say and, and the data and everything that he has, um, you know, with the departments that he works with now. So uh, the next speaker we have is uh, Jeff Orange and uh, Heath Good. So Jeff is the peer support coordinator for Orlando Fire and uh, Heath Good is Norwich Township uh, Ohio uh, peer support person, and they're going to be talking about um, moral injury and compassion fatigue, which is really, um, you know, two of the bigger, well, more of emerging topics, especially moral injury. It seems like a lot of people are starting to talk about a moral injury, you know, kind of talking about what it's, what is it, you know, how, how can you identify it, right, and, and kind of yeah. going through what's involved in that and obviously you know i think anybody who's done this job you know for an extended period of time on a full-time basis has probably experienced compassion fatigue and and how do we you know uh, work towards bringing back that compassion element you know especially yes. uh you know as, as if you're doing ems as a firefighter as well you know there's there's a lot of that that, you know, you need that on an everyday basis with the people that you deal with. Yeah. You know, um, moral injury that the first time I ever heard that was from Jeff orange. Um, when we were, I was kind of discussing with him just the aftermath of our, our mass shooting. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in Dayton. And uh, he was the one that, that threw that definition out at me. So I, I love that he's coming here to kind of expand on that. Um, I, I, it's a very um, full circle kind of thing, actually. Oh, cool. yeah. Well, like, it's such an important topic. I think a lot of people and, don't understand it and recognize it, uh, you know, until really now. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of talk about it, but. Yeah. And and Jeff and Heath have formed a really good friendship over the years because Heath has been sent all over the place, all sorts of disasters. And a lot of them, unfortunately, Jeff is that too, whether it was Pulse or um, Surfside as well. So they've, right. they've had to work together and to have them here working together as well on this topic or those, you know, those two things, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool to see. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's definitely going to be something that, you know, a lot of people can be able to take back, I feel like to their departments and, and implement or, you know, be able to share and, and know that, you know, uh, there's a pathway forward, right? Yes. So um, then the next speaker we have is uh, Captain John Gulata from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, he'll be talking about his kind of partnership with uh, University of Arizona and all the cancer research that they're doing out that way. Um, so and the nice part is obviously he's a firefighter. So, you know, sometimes with the, the scientists, as you know, and researchers, it's sometimes they could talk a little bit above our heads. So it's uh, nice to have somebody that can kind of um, break it down for us in a way that we can understand and, and um, you know, really present the research in a, in a meaningful way that, you know, hopefully people could take back and either implement in their department or, you know, make changes and, and you know, things like that. And I mean, they're, they're doing cutting edge stuff. You know, John is working hand in hand with uh, Dr. Jeff Burgess from University of Arizona. Um, and they're uh, part of the firefighter cohort cancer study as well. Um, so I, I think it'll be it'd be pretty cool stuff. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, really. I think, yeah, definitely, you know, we're going to learn what's the latest and greatest, right? I mean, they, they're out there on that cutting edge. So yeah, the, should have... they're actually doing the best practices. They're not just talking and they're actually doing it. Right, right. Uh, and then the, the last thing for the day on uh, Wednesday, and this one, I think, you know, uh, I think both you and me are kind of excited about this one. Um, it's a peer support roundtable. So um, we have a lot of peer support coordinators that are at the conference. So that's going to be uh, Ben Vernon. He's going to come up on this. Jeff Orange as well. So is Heath Good. Ben, Brandon Dryman from Indianapolis. <laughs> We're making the most out of, <laughs> you're already here. We're going right. to plug you in here as well, you know. Um, two, two for one special. Hit the hit the Mission Impossible theme. That's right. <laughs> uh, David Gerard uh, from Columbus. You'll be on the panel, right? And it'll all be hosted by James Gearing, our friend from Behind the Shield, right? And that's right. That's right. And I think the idea behind that is just really going over the good and the bad of being in that position and taking care of your members also taking care of yourself. I think when you, if you actually talk to every one of those individuals, they would tell you like, you know, they've circled the drain too. you know, dealing with somebody. Um, so how, how do they combat that? Um, and, and James is such a powerful, 
speaker host, just a good dude. And um, he can really just get to the thick of things. And I'm so happy to just have, really have everybody here. Like mm-hmm. the, the truth is, this is just an opportunity for Nick and I to bring in some really cool people, some friends and hang out. <laughs> yes i can't go everywhere but they can come to me exactly well but go ahead you know the the peer support roundtable i think is going to be something unique um you know obviously i don't think it's really ever been done at at any conference really and you know if, if you're a peer supporter or a peer support coordinator i feel like this is like a must see type of uh you know um, must see event, right? So, this is definitely something that I feel like peer supporters, peer support coordinators are going to be able to really grasp things and take that back to their department. I mean, you have some really heavy hitter departments on there, big departments that have lots of members. So, if you know those that don't necessarily have those numbers, you know, are kind of learning from the best, if you will. Yeah, I mean, these are all, truth be told, um, these are all my, you know, call friend, my lifelines. You know, um, just today, I called Dave Gerald from Columbus, asking for help just today, you know, mm-hmm. so, so um, these guys are all just amazing resources. And uh, I, I really do think that it'll be um, one of those things where we're not going to have to worry about questions. Um, like we're going to slot pretty easy. Right. But you, you made it sound like that's the last thing we're doing that day. That is not true. That is, that's the end of the educational portion, if you will. So, uh, you know, like you said, we, we like to have fun. So the first thing that we're doing, we're going to do a movie that night, um, after the conference. And I want to call this fun though. Well, true. this part edutainment. isn't fun edutainment right yeah uh so we're doing a movie only the brave uh the the hollywood blockbuster movie with uh um josh brolin josh brolin yes and really this is you know obviously the um the story of the granite mountain hot shots and the 19 firefighters that died um, so it's going to be interesting. We'll be doing that screening. And then afterwards, we'll have Q&A with Brendan himself, uh, kind of talking about, um, you know, what happened then. And uh, it kind of leads up to, obviously, his presentation the next day. Yeah, so it's really, for those that haven't seen it, um, great movie. But I mean, it's, I mean, you know what the ending is. Not a great ending uh, for 19 of them and their families. But um, still really, really impactful. And this being the 10-year anniversary, I mean, we're just a couple weeks away, June 30th, from the 10-year anniversary. So um, the idea, when I I talked to Brendan about it, it was, let's show the movie, let's do Q&A. And then the next morning when he starts, I'm sorry, I'm kind of skipping ahead. On that Thursday morning, October 26th, the idea is, he's going to just start from July 1st. Right. You know, and so he's left with this, I mean, survivor's guilt, you know, 19 of these guys died and I'm still here. Why, why me, you know? And 
he's going to go on from his path now, you know, from, from there, you know, July, um, first, um, 2013 to, you know, present day to where he actually has his own, you know, recovery center, mental health place. So, right. um, but it, it was a lot of issues, um, a lot of trouble, um, uh, getting to that point. So that's kind of going to be what, what starts that day off officially on Thursday, but let's, before we even go and I do want to talk about the, the morning thing, because this is what we have going on is a little bit different. Um, yeah, some conferences have this, some don't, but let's, let's touch on the, like the pre-conference, uh, items going on. Yeah. So this year, yeah, the uh, whole idea is to have options, right? Yeah. We have now, previously in, in previous years, we've always offered morning yoga as a, as something for our students to, uh, all the attendees to be able to, to do before the conference starts. Um, so this year we wanted to kind of mix it up, give a lot of, a little bit more options. So not only do we have morning yoga, we will have um, warrior meditation for those that, uh, you know, are, are alumni of, of uh, Save a Warrior like yourself. Um, and then we will also have um, kind of like a prayer service or church service um, with one of the local chaplains. Um, so there will be that. And then uh, we'll also have uh, friends of Bill W meeting for those that uh, you know need that as well. So a lot of different options. Um, and that's starting both mornings. Uh, be we don't know what time yet, but it'll be before the actual event starts. Right, uh, and so it'll be open to you know anybody who wants to attend, and, and obviously that's part of part of the part of the conference, right? Yep. All right, so. Um... We talked about Brendan. Yep. Go ahead and uh, talk about who's next after that. So next is, and this is another one of those interesting ones I think is definitely unique. Um, so we're going to do a medical marijuana and CBD panel. Um, so this is going to have uh, our friend Stephanie White uh, from Fairfax County, John Voigt, uh, who is the owner of um, Rescue One CBD, and Sean O'Leary who is a uh, trustee with the Pittsburgh uh, local IAFF. Um, you know, obviously this is kind of a emerging topic with uh, the states uh, out there, you know, obviously legalizing medical marijuana to treat, uh, you know, PTSD and other conditions. Same thing with the CBD. Um, it just seems to be quite the emerging topic. Um, I've been on several, um, meetings uh you know here locally uh in the state um you know where the chiefs are um you know kind of leery and and wondering how they navigate this path because even like the interesting thing i think and you probably know this thanks a lot like, nancy reagan <laughs> you know cbd you know even with cbd you could still test positive for thc um when using a cbd product so some of how, does, uh, how do you navigate that? Um, I think what's really neat in this, you know, this panel, obviously Pittsburgh has it, has it in their contract, the medical marijuana use. And, um, you know, that's kind of unique uh, to, to the country as well. Yep. Yeah. I, I really think that you're right. This is a, a top is getting more team and uh, 
and these re- these guys and gal really know their stuff um and they're uh they're not just you know the <laughs> i don't know the typical pothead that you would think of i mean these these guys uh have done their homework they know their studies and um they really make a case for why this is a better option than you know here's a bunch of opiates here's a bunch of antidepressants here's you know all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's well it's it's very topical i think it's you know obviously there's a lot of studies going on out there um i think i shared an article with you recently about uh microdosing of of um uh, mushrooms and things like that and there's studies starting even in the united states on that for ptsd treatments and uh, and then obviously uh, you have all these uh, ketamine clinics now popping up. You know, I think it's a, a very interesting topic that not a lot of people are thinking about, or it's, you know, starting to be become the topic to talk about. So it should be really, really interesting to have them um, at the conference. Yeah. So the next uh, speaker we've got is uh, Aaron Zamzo uh, from Fire Rescue Fitness. Uh, obviously he'll be talking about kind of the fitness piece of, um, you know, a, well, a wellness program in a fire department and, and how you can integrate that and even do, you know, on your own and things like that as well. Yeah. Now he's, he's out of Wisconsin. He, he knows the stuff that's for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of him share his message with uh, all of our attendees there. Well, like, you know, last year we had, um, uh dan kerrigan dan kerrigan and yeah. you know just it'll be interesting to kind of uh, not necessarily compare notes but you know kind of see the the differences between the two programs i think you know obviously they're both kind of um you know putting out a good message and and good things out there so just seeing what's different seeing uh what his suggestions are you know obviously it's going to be uh different and 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 intriguing to me at least so uh then uh then we've got uh dr minda o's um from fully involved life she's author uh wife of a firefighter correct correct and clinician uh, clinician yeah so this she's going to be touching on retirement in the fire service so so she's written two two books um, fully involved, which is it's more kind of a uh, uh, first responder um, marriage relationship book, and then uh, oh, I forget what it's called. Um, but her 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 most recent book is regarding retirement, and not just it's not really looking. It's not like a David Ramsey kind of you know financial. It's it's really more or less than. Hey, you've been doing this for 25, 30 years. Now all of a sudden you're not going to do this anymore. What's your purpose going to be? How are you going to deal with things? Uh, a lot of times these nightmares, um, everything that you've been just shoving down for decades now is going to start showing up. And how are you going to, you know, work your way through this? So it's a, it's a topic that I think is grossly just not talked about. Like it's, oh yeah it's ignored it's just blown off it's and so we you know we leave the job and you know it's kind of you're you're on your own now you know good luck yeah well i think that that's what's 
so unique about it, right, is, you know, retirement's not, you know, everybody thinks about retirement, right? Everybody wants to be, get there eventually, you know, um, but then a lot of people, you know, who get there, it's, they feel like it's not as cracked up as it used to be, right? It's um, almost like being, you know, like, uh, now all of a sudden they're not busy. They have time, and when they have time, now all of a sudden they're thinking about things that they have hidden for years. Right. Like right. you can't hide any more from that. So um, I think it's – I really enjoyed her book. Um, I've had her on this show uh, as well. Um, she's back in the archives. I don't know what's number, but um, I think she's going to be great. Absolutely. And then uh, last but not least – uh james gearing will be doing uh, a live podcast another two for one that's right from the conference so uh that should be interesting to be you know live in in studio with james but you know having um i don't think we've flushed out exactly who his guest is going to be just yet but uh i think it's going to be obviously you know a pretty interesting um conversation so absolutely so, and then uh, later in that evening, we will be screening another movie. Uh, this one is Burned, Protecting the Protectors. Um, just had its premiere, right? Right. Uh, over the weekend in, uh, in Massachusetts. Worcester. Worcester. And um, so we'll, we'll have, we'll show the movie and then, you know, we, we'll be fortunate enough to have a panel Q&A for that. Um, we'll have the director of the film, Elijah Yetter Bowman. Um, our good friend Rob Bellot will be up, uh, Dr. Graham Peasley from the University of Notre Dame, uh, the lady who kicked this off, really, uh, you know, Diane Cotter will be there, and then our friend Jason Burns from uh, Fall River uh, will be there as well. So they, these are all people that are in the movie, right? These are all people in the movie, and uh, they were all actually there in, in Worcester at the premiere, uh, which was on uh, Sunday night, and... Uh, but we're going to bring him to uh to exotic beaver creek ohio uh to to do it all again so um you know this is obviously they you know um they know that we're you know pro peef no that sounds bad pro pfos we've been we've been advocates regarding this chemical in our fire gear for a while we we've been pretty outspoken uh really before a lot of the other places were so i know i, I they were all about have an opportunity to speak to um our attendees and show them this movie and then answer any other questions regarding this stuff i mean you are talking about some big time players when, when yeah. we're looking well, at this, this is this, this is an important um you know it's still an important topic you know there's still a lot of work to be done obviously you know um the first step forward they've come out with a you know a new moisture barrier that is PFAS uh, or fluorine free, if you will. So um, it's intriguing to see what, you know, what's, what's going to be next, but this is kind of the, the beginning of that, right? The beginning of the journey and, and how we got to where we are today. Absolutely. It sure is. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be great. Um, and then Friday, Friday is a half day. Um, and we're going to do, we've got two great ladies from uh, NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, uh, from the Frontline Wellness Team. 
they're going to be doing um, a firefighter and, and significant other workshop, uh, four-hour workshop. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's kind of unique to what we're doing, right, Jim, is we're this year, well, you and I have kind of had the benefit of having our spouses at these conferences because, you know, we got to they want to help us work it. <laughs> they work. <laughs> part of a part of a work release program for them, but uh, <laughs> but we we've kind of gained the benefit of of having our wives and at these conferences and kind of getting a better understanding of of <laughs> why the way we are, you know, why we are the way we are, right? And uh, you said that a lot nicer than I would have. <laughs> Well, but I think what's what's interesting, I think, you know, um, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping a lot of people, you know, are, are you know, going to come this year. I hope a lot of people bring their spouses to come this year. I think that that's a, a key to this event is, you know, not only is there, you know, um, even the other classes on, on Wednesday and Thursday, you know, the, your spouse can sit in and, and still gain some insight um, and knowledge. Um, as well uh but you know there's other activities you know we have exotic beaver creek does have different things around it that we you know that they could do um but having your spouse there with when we when for this workshop i think is going to be paramount and just uh being able to have that um support and kind of talk about that because i think you know it's uh there's more people out there talking about it, but it's still, you know, kind of one of those neglected things, relationships. And, you know, unfortunately I, I know, I know myself, but and I'm sure you, you as well have had a lot of friends and coworkers that have had, uh, you know, get divorced or uh, have issues in their relationship and um, have, you know, rocky times. And, and some of that, you know, may be been prevent, you know, preventable from just because of, you know, what they're going through, uh, if their spouse or significant other knew, knew what was going on. So I think it's, it's going to be a, a good, a good workshop for those that, you know, um, really are open-minded about trying to figure out how to make a, a first responder relationship work. Right. Right. Well, and I'll, a couple things, if I may, well, I may because it's my show. So <laughs> yes, yes you no, 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 no. So so check this out. So I absolutely believe there's value in having your spouses have an idea of why you tick and why this job makes you the way you do. Um, and that with my wife, I th I think it's made things so much easier, so much better for us. Um, on top of that, like our spouses really know us they see us when we're off you know they know when we're isolating they know when we're drinking a bunch they know when we're quick to anger like we could put on a show when we're firehouse we could pretend um we could fool everybody but right. it's when we come home not always the case it's usually the opposite like no that's when we you see the real the real you and having your spouses having them educated and knowing the signs and symptoms of when somebody's having issues and actually getting them involved to where they they can help that firefighter out that's that's kind of where we want to go with this 
Oh yeah. You know, we, we want, we want that person that's home to kind of be the advocate and step in when things aren't going well and, and kind of take care of it early on before it, it gets worse. Right. So. The, well, early prevention is the key, right? Or early detection is the key. So. Yeah. And that, and that's, and that's what we're trying to do with this. So um, I think Nick and I are both believers in, in having the spouses aware of the stuff and we just want to bring it, um, you know, for, you know, for everybody else. And I can't remember last year at our show, I can't remember who it was, but I, I do remember saying like, um, just how, like, you know, basically asking the question to the audience, like mm-hmm. one of this, how cool would this have been if your spouses were here? And they could have learned all this stuff too. And I can't remember for the life of me who was who that was after, but I know it was impactful. It was significant, and everybody was like, "Yeah, that would have been that would have been good to just gain that understanding." So we're trying to kind of replicate that that feeling this year. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've both been to several different conferences with our wives and retreats and things like that, and. And, you know, obviously we've reaped the benefits of having our spouses at, at our own conference. And, you know, yeah, we just, we want to extend that invitation to everybody that comes. I, I think it's important that, you know, they come and listen to some of the messages and, you know, even if it's, you know, uh, you know, involving some other things that there, there are, you know, while it's not, you know, hundred percent. Uh, the beach or anything like that. There are some fun things to do around where we're at, um, so you can bring the kids and the and the wife and uh, and and have have a good time um, doing some of those other things. You know, while while your spouse is in class. So, so um, why don't you touch on where more information on this conference can be found? Yeah. So uh, if they, if anybody wants to come, they can visit our website, which uh, you can either go to brothershelpingbrothers.org. Uh, there's a link there right on the homepage. Uh, or you can go to events.brothershelpingbrothers.org. Um, and you can click on it from there. Um, from there, you'll see who's presenting. You know, we have an agenda and everything up. Um, you know, previews of the movies that we'll be uh, talking about. Uh, that we're having um, and you know there's even some testimonial information from previous students and vendors um, you know if you're kind of on the fence about wanting to come and uh, you know from there you can reserve your hotel and, and get your tickets and, and things like that so like I said before you know it's a, a fairly reasonable conference to come to right now um, you know two-day passes are $50, three-day passes are $75, single-day passes are $30, and that price will be good till August 31st, and then um, September 1st, prices do go up. So this is our early bird pricing. Um, you know, it's it's a great conference to um, come to, and it's very reasonably priced, for sure. Yeah, so uh, amazing speakers you know, national speakers coming in to Ohio and it's done just again with your pocketbooks in mind where you can uh, open up that wallet and it's, and, and feel value. Like you get your, well, you get your money's worth. 
and, and the nice part is, you know, we, we take care of everybody, right? So we, you know, we have, we normally have a breakfast, some type of breakfast items. Um, and then we normally have, you know, lunch is provided as well. We have CEU or well, certificates of attendance for everybody who needs those. And, and uh, you know, a lot of value for the little amount of money that is involved comparably. Yeah. I, I challenge to find a conference that has as much value as this conference. Oh, yeah. Where you, where you have this quality um, speakers and uh, the price uh, for admission and a hotel and everything. Find, I dare anybody to find something more reasonable that's comparative because I don't think it exists. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to beat. I know, well, um, I got a little bit of a testimonial actually today from um, Robert Avec from um, oh, uh, the uh, uh, psychologist. Yes. And he, yes. he posted it on uh, LinkedIn today. He's like, you know, this is the, the best conference that you might not know about. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, true. You know, you know, we don't, put a lot of money into advertising. We don't put a lot of money into, uh, you know, pushing things out there uh, as, as much as we probably could, but um, it's kind of like a grassroots effort. And, uh, but, you know, where the money, where the money, where you see the money at is when you come to the show, you know, with the speaker, the caliber of speakers that we have, the, you know, the amount, you know, the, the value that you get for the amount of money that you put down is, is you know, definitely well worth the attempt. how much how much money do you get paid for doing this so i get paid a whole whopping zero dollars yeah me too <laughs> but it's a passion project right i mean i feel like uh you know this is something that is helpful um for our fellow firefighters and is uh you know we might not get necessarily paid monetarily but i feel like we've gotten paid tenfold in oh, yeah. the impact that we've you know received from hearing about other people's um success stories yeah from just from attending like I, I remember i mean just last year i think after our first session you know like there were people actually calling and getting help and actually um for whatever reason they had been sitting and, and not doing anything about it and all of a sudden they just felt motivated to finally make change so it, it was like first session i remember going you know this is already worth it anything else is just bonus right like i already felt like all i'm all of our effort um it was worth it very first session well and then just you know having you know last year you know having jake clark from save a warrior you know we were able to get somebody in his class that needed to be in his class you know that was huge huge you know yeah. uh, that that definitely is the reward uh for for all the hard work and it, it used to be each year i'd be like this is my last one this is my last one and i i've kind of stopped doing that because i just i the impact is just I mean, there's nothing like it. No, no. So, well, and I mean, you know, that's the stuff we know about, right? 
I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot more that we might not know about that is, is helping people and, you know, putting things in a positive direction. So, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, it's a, a labor of love, right? We just, this whole thing um, is to me is just righteous. Like there's a lot of things out there and they, they just, they've got something tied to it that just makes it kind of not on the up and up. You've been able to kind of avoid all that stuff and just do something that is pure. Well, I think the interesting thing is, you know, we have, we kind of have like our own little following uh, of people that believe in what we're doing and believe in us. Right. Like, people that and i don't i don't think uh and i want to i'm sorry i stepped on you i do that all the time i you know i don't think people understand like like there was i i always think back a couple years ago in which when we do the pvos stuff and everything thing we do for this conference like really we have to it's it's a it's a like we need to have the attendees in order to have the vendors and we need the attendees also to have the speakers and it just all kind of works itself out right like we're we're dependent on on the vendors the speakers and the attendees well we're told so we we really we we wait like there's a big way um as far as the sponsors go because they end up paying for the vast majority of the stuff and that's what keeps the prices low for the attendees we get told if you do this PFOS stuff, we're not going to sponsor it. And, you know, um, I think it, it caused us pause for a second. Right. Because we know we needed, you know, we need that money. But at the same time, it was absolutely the immoral, unethical thing to do. And we basically said, no, screw you. And we went ahead and did the PFOS stuff. Right. And and our conscience was clear. We know we did the right thing. Yeah, I, I'm 100 percent with you on that. I we're like... we're we're not a corporate thing. It's just it's really it's you and me. Yep. And and we do what we think is the best thing to do within well, our within we, our more. We we lost two sponsors, you know that when we decided to go that route, but and they haven't been back since. But that's okay. You know, there's other people out there that believe in what we're doing, believe in the message, um, and want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem, right? (laughs) Amen, brother. (laughs) Amen. So, um, you know, I think that's probably it right now. I think we covered it. You know, you can, uh, all you listeners and viewers out there, you can see us live in person um, this October. Yes. and uh and definitely have a good time doing it and and learn some stuff and definitely walk away better than you came absolutely so with that um i'm gonna get you out of here it's almost my, my bedtime too but he's nick magato brothers helping brothers yep i'm jim bernica and uh we'll see you next time
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.